guys, welcome back to another episode of my TOEFL ITP course. I know a lot of you right now are like, hold on, your hair's different, okay? Because I saw on the course that, you know, you had cut your hair. What's going on here? Well, I'm doing this specific video a little bit earlier than the others. So basically what had happened was a student from Mexico had got in contact with me. And he started asking me questions about, you know, verbs and prepositions and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I know the perfect lesson within my TOEFL ITP course that would help you. So, you know, I said, okay, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to send you some of these questions. You send them back to me, okay? What I'm going to do is make a video. And this video is going to be specifically catered to my TOEFL ITP course, okay? And in that video, you're going to have, obviously, the rundown of what I'm talking about a sample item, six questions that I will answer, and six questions for my folks on my course to answer too. But there's more. The additional six questions, seven, uh, questions seven through 12, they're going to be for you on IG stories. So if you're interested in answering them, please make sure that you go to my IG stories and you answer them. So if you're watching this video right now, get over there ASAP. You have literally 24 hours. But if this is your first time, watching it, you're like, okay, Arsenio, I'm a little bit interested in your course before you get into the lesson. Yes. So basically between now and May 31st, it's a pre-sale. There are about, I think I just, I literally just finished all the writing today. There are 24 lessons and there is micro lessons and a few other things, mini test and a post-course test for, you know, for you guys on there too. Okay. So again, I'll be making a video to run and illustrate everything towards the end of this month to show you exactly what you will be getting all the videos, all the content, just so you know. Uh, but again, right now it's at a 50% discounted rate. Okay. It's at oh, more than 50%. It's at $27 right now. So if you want to buy it and you have time and you Again, June 1st is going to be the day where you get full access to the course. Fantastic. Go ahead. The link is in the description or wherever it is. You guys, it's very easy to, you know, if you're listening to this in podcast form. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you're listening to this in podcast form, you'll be able to hurry up and, um, you know, hurry up and access the link. But nonetheless, guys, I'm so, so excited about this. Um, there are a couple other things that are going to be happening, but within the TOEFL ITP, this is a video that you will absolutely find for, I believe it's going to be, oh my God, probably less than 16 or 17 or something like that. And this is the most critical one because I know, again, having the conversation with one of my Mexican buddies, he was like, man, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. I said, you know what? I'm going to make my video and podcast public to everyone so that they can hear and so that they understand what they're going to be getting within the course. So in saying that, guys, I'm going to hurry up and screen share for you. Normally, this will be on a Word document, okay? So for those of you who are watching this, obviously, on my course, uh, the rest are in Word document form, but this one's in blog form, so everyone has access to it. All right? So in saying that, man, I'm so excited about this one. And today is the sneak peek and we're going to be getting into items involving verb problems guys the verbs are everything and some of you the the more i explain especially to my uh, thai students out here the more complicated it could become 
So that's why I try to limit it by saying, listen, you need to understand your made verb. You need to understand your present and past participles, the passive verb, your infinitives, and you're going to be good. Okay. So in saying that, what I did is highlighted a few things within here. Now on my Word document, as you guys may see on my, um, on my blog, is it's going to be highlighted in yellow. So the first highlight here is in red, obviously. It's a bullet point too. It says the verb is not really a verb. So used alone, it could be an infinitive, it could be a gerund, but it can't be a main verb. So it's very essential to understand where the main verb is. And teaching students who literally had no recollection of English, it was pretty good. I actually helped one student, he took the TOEFL ITP before my course, 66 or 65 times. And after he went through my course for three weeks, he passed it on the 66th time. He had to invest $5,000 into that. Dude was crying. He became a teacher in his native province. And another girl in there, she took it 21 times. And so to see those students in tears, knowing that they passed it and now they're officially teachers, man, it was the greatest feeling in the world. So nonetheless, the main verb, people, you got to have your subject and your main verb. And this, the process of elimination, this is how it could be employed because you're going to be able to take out a lot of bad answers if you know this simple technique. That's what I'm going to be walking you through today. So it says here, the verb is active, but should be passive. Again, very important to understand. Is it active voice or is it passive voice? Is it focusing more on the subject or is the object at the beginning? If the object's at the beginning and we don't particularly care of the subject, then that is a passive voice sentence, okay? And there are some cues in there, especially the preposition by, all right? So here, I think I had written down, um, you know, in this little thing, it says here, I'm gonna show you the active and the passive. So the architect designed the building. You have your basic subject architect, past tense, uh, past tense verb designed the building, all right, object. There it is. But in passive form, the building, we switch it up was designed, you see, we put the verb to be, and we now have a passive verb indicating that it is a passive voice sentence. And then of course the preposition by and the subject at the end. Gotta understand this people, please understand this. And by the time, if you guys have been taking my course for the last six, 15 lessons, you guys are probably like, oh man, this is way easier than some of the crazy ass lessons you had at the, you know, at the beginning with these crazy misplaced modifiers and all that other stuff. Oh, I agreed. Okay. So anyways, here we go. Let's get into these last three before we get into the sample items. So it says here, and I want to make sure I blow this up just a little bit more because I know I'm probably going to be posting this on Instagram and that video on Instagram could be absolute, an, absolute, an absolute travesty. So anyways, uh, good British accent. Here we go. The verb does not agree with its subject. So singular subjects require singular verbs, not the opposite, okay? You can't have a plural verb with the singular subject, all right? Do you see this? Eh, more, more less than less than most, more times than less. I forgot what that saying was, but nonetheless, probably about uh, 15, 20% of the time. Not such a big deal. The verb is not in the right tense, always, always and always. And the last one, of course, a necessarily uh, necessary element before the verb. So this could be like a present participle 
And normally, especially on the to, uh, the to, uh, TOEFL ITP, it's the relative pronoun that. You're going to see that everywhere to confuse the living daylights out of you. So please be careful with that because that we use it as a connector. And to make a point in regards to the conversation I was having earlier this morning, one of my students was telling me and asking me, hey, you know, uh, well, what about that in which? I'm like, listen, with that in which they're connectors. So if you see that in a sentence, you can potentially have two subjects and a verb or two subjects, two verbs. I'm sorry, two subjects, two main verbs because it's a connector, it's connecting clauses, right? That's what that does, they are relative pronouns. So when they connect, sometimes you would see it at the beginning too. So with those, and again, in the misplaced modifiers lesson, if it already came, if not, it's coming soon, it could be unrealistic. No, not unrealistic, it can be unreal, like very difficult, okay? So personal pronouns, he, she, it, relative pronouns, who, which, that, conjunctions, and but, so, tried making a little rhyme out of that and failed miserably. So let's get into the sample items, people. Let's dissect this sentence before the late 18th century. Okay, so do you see anything in there? All right, we have, this is obviously a subordinating clause. The late 18th century, that's somewhat of a, uh, I guess you could say in a positive, but there's no subject and verb in that first half of the sentence. So, comma, we have a determiner, most textiles with an S. So this is a plural countable subject, space at home. Okay, now, so what we need to understand is, is this, is this uh, active voice or is this passive voice, right? Because the answers are produce, was produced, producing or were produced. Okay, so again, understand the very, very basics to this. Before the late 18th century, most textiles, okay, most textiles. So because it's with an S, it has to be a plural countable. So we need the verb to be, right? Now, we need the verb to be. So that already eliminates, obviously, number three, producing we cannot use. Why? That's a present participle, and we need a main verb. So we're going to have to drop number three. So that gives us a 33, 33, 33% chance of getting it right. So then we have most, most textiles produced at home. Most textiles was produced at home, or most textiles were produced at home. So what are you going to go with here? Okay, because what it comes down to is once we get the textiles, we need were. So because we need word, we need the produce too with the passive verb. This is a passive voice sentence. So the answer would be D. Most textiles were produced at home simply because textiles were produced. So we can't use was because that goes with the singular. Like I just said above, you guys see it right here. And unnecessary, oh, I'm sorry, the verb is not in the right tense. So if it said a textile was produced at home, fantastic, but it doesn't say that. It says determiner followed by plural subject. So we must need were. Now, some of you would say, oh, Arsenio, but what about number one produced? Well, if this was an active sentence, then we could use produce but this is a passive voice sentence, not an active voice sentence. Do you guys get what I'm saying? 
So down here, let's look at some of these choices. Now it says choice D is the best answer. A can be considered either an active verb in the past tense or a past participle. All right, I'm back. Have no idea what just happened, but let's get right into this. So choice D is the best answer. Why? A can be considered either an active verb in the past tense. So I'm looking at A, produce, right? Now, or a past participle. Both are incorrect in this case. An active verb is incorrect because a passive verb is needed, correct? A passive verb is needed. So a past participle is incorrect because a past participle cannot serve as a main verb. Like I said, produced in this case, that's literally just a passive verb. We still don't have the main verb. So this is why I told you, and if I say C is incorrect because by itself an ING form can never be a main verb because we're looking for that main verb. So if we look at produce, was produced, were produced, Produced, in this case, is the passive verb, okay? We still don't have a main verb. So we got was and were, textiles, were. All makes sense. Get what I'm saying? So in saying that, people, let's get into this. Six questions. This is your exercise. So with all my, all the TOEFL videos, you guys already have seen, um, you guys may have already seen before, excuse me. You get six questions, or maybe you get 20, or maybe you even get upwards to 25. I only do half of them because I would like you to do some of them and comment down below, of course, which you can do on my course, all right? So here we go. Let's get into this. We got R.M. Bartlett of Philadelphia. Space, the first private business college in the United States in 1843. Is this an active voice or a passive voice? This is an active voice. So if this is an active voice, all we need is an obviously active verb in the past tense, right? Because obviously we're referring to 1843. So founding, just as it was stated in the sample sentence, it cannot stand alone as a main verb. So founding, gone. Founds, gone. Okay? Okay, you guys get me. So what we have, we have be found it and was found it because this is an active voice we cannot use was found it so b is the answer the reason why i'm showing you guys this in this particular way is that you're able to eliminate some of the verbs now founds obviously that's an active not an active a present simple this is a past tense uh sentence so founds has to get out of here um and plus the s is ridiculous um, I'm pretty sure found, she found, he found, they found. Yeah, S, you can't even use an S at the end of founds, which is funny. So we get rid of founds, we get rid of founded, we have a toss up and then you just have to make a decision. Okay, do I see any, okay, is there a passive voice going on here? Do you get what I'm saying? So in this case, number two, which you guys actually see on the blog, but on the Word document, you guys see the A, B, C, D. So keep that in mind. B founded is the answer, or number two, obviously on the blog, is the answer. So let's keep it going. In 1989, the Space Probe Voyager 2. Now, in 1889, that means it already happened. That means this is a simple past tense sentence, just like what we had said in question number one. So, fly, absolutely not. Having flown, absolutely not. It cannot act again. Having flown, you cannot have 
a present participle and a passive verb. And those are your main, and having is your main verb. I already said that before. That's why found in, in number one is out. So fly out. Number two, having out. Number three, flying out. Why? Because flying cannot act as a main verb either. Okay? Anything ing cannot act as a main verb. Flu is your answer. It's a past simple action in the past. Done. I'm walking you guys through this process on how to make decisions that quick. Yeah? You might have to watch this over and over and over, but you'll get the point. All right? Now, we have... A cup full of stagnant water may space millions of microorganisms. So this is basically um, a sentence that you would hear on any given day. It's a statement sentence. So because it's a statement sentence, we're gonna use this in the present simple. There's no passive voice, nothing indicating otherwise. This is an active voice, present simple sentence. So. No, we're not going to use an infinitive. An infinitive cannot, add, uh, what is it, act as a main verb. Be to contain is gone. Containing, again, as stated in the sample question, in questions number one and two, no, no, and no. So we have contains and we have contain. So a cup full of stagnant water may now. After may, do you ever see uh, may contain? Or do you say uh, she may goes? Or she may flies? Uh, she may jumps? No, you always see it without the S. Why? Because may is a modal verb, right? So she may jump, she may go, she may catch, she may swim across the river, she may, see what I mean? It's always without the S. So keep that in mind. You guys see the may, okay? Or if you're on my podcast, you hear the May. And with that May, after May, you cannot have a main verb that has an S. A is out, okay? I know I'm a little intense here if you guys see me on the video. But again, the S is out. You cannot use a verb with an S, okay? Followed by a modal verb. It's impossible, okay? I could go with you. You never hear someone say, I could goes with you. Got it? The answer, therefore, is C, or number three, contain. Full answer, a cup full of stagnant water may contain millions of microorganisms. Got it? So, I don't even know what number this is. Okay, so let's go back up. One, two, three, and four. All right, so here we go. <sighs> we got three more questions, and then you guys got some good ones. Go to my IG stories. If somehow you're watching me, uh, watching this, like right now, make sure you go to my IG stories, answer some of the questions, and I will have the answers on there. You just have to pick, right? So here we go. For you folks on the course, you guys will be going to the next lesson. Comment your answers down below in the comment section. So let's do this. Computers and new methods of communication. Okay, so we have two, so therefore, it's they, right? They are, is what it would look like, right? So, because it's two, or it, they are plural, we cannot use has, because remember, she has, it has, he has, correct? You will never hear they has, or we has. So, therefore, D, or number four, which is has, is cut. This is how you break it down. Okay, now you guys see preposition to have infinitive 
Okay? Now, again, given the circumstances, infinitive before a passive, to have made, ah, it could happen. To have revolutionized, it could happen, but not in this sentence. Let's break this down further, though, okay? Because if we see number three, that or see that have, we don't have two subjects. We don't need a connector. This is a simple sentence. So that have, like I told you, be very careful with the that relative pronoun, okay, is incorrect. So we have have and to have. So computers and new methods of communication have revolutionized the modern office or computers and new methods of communication to have revolutionized the modern office. Now, with the passive gerund, to have revolutionized the modern office, we need an explanation following that. But because this is a simple sentence, we would not use a passive gerund in a simple sentence. Therefore, your answer, because computers and new methods of communication, them being two, have revolutionized, this is a present perfect sentence. Drop has, no reason to use the relative pronoun that, to have revolutionized the modern office, there needs to be more of an explanation. This is a present simple sentence. Well, not present simple, but present perfect sentence. So all we need is the verb have, the auxiliary have, okay? And that is your answer. So here we go. This one's good. This one's a basic one. I love this one. We have two more, okay? Sarah Knight, subject, space, a fascinating account of a journey she made from Boston to New York in 1704. Now, I love this one because you guys are looking, okay, Arsenio, this is a past action. I don't see passive verbs as, as the answer. So for those of you listening to me in my podcast, A, written, B, write, C, wrote, D, writing. I'm sorry, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, and I'm confusing my mind. My mind's seeing one, my mind's, I don't know what's going on. So we have Sarah Knight, but we have a completed action in the past. Do not get confused with the whole she made from Boston. There is no passive voice. This is an active voice in a simple past tense sentence, okay? So written cannot act as the main verb, okay? So we're going to have to drop written. So drop that. Write? No, this is a past action. Drop it. Writing? Again, as I stated in the sample item in the first two questions, can act as a main verb. Wrote is your answer. Sarah Knight wrote a fascinating account of a journey she made from Boston to New York in 1704. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Again, if you're on my course right now, ask the questions. I'll be waiting for you. <sighs> and the last question I'll be doing before you guys do everything else. All animals, okay, so we got a determiner followed by animals space on other animals or plants. I love this one again, because when we look at all animals, again, this is like a general statement sentence, right? So this is a present simple. There's no passive or anything, okay? We also need a what? We need a verb. We need a main verb. So answers, we have A, feed, B, feeds, C, fed, D, Fee, oh, as a matter of fact, it says fiend on uh, obviously the, the, the screen. So you guys are probably like, dude, what's going, what's going on? I don't know what feeding, uh, feeding is, but no, don't worry. Feeding. Well, we could just drop that anyways. Why? Because a present participle can't act as a main verb. Remember that people.
I drilled that into you at four or five times. I think you guys will be able to smoke this goddamn test. Okay. So feeding. Now it's not past simple. It's not indicating past simple. Remember, this is a general statement and must be present simple. So all animals feeds or all animals feed. So I dropped the C in fed. I dropped the D in feeding. We have feed, we have feds. Animals is they, therefore all animals feed. A is the answer. Get what I'm, get what I'm saying here. <sighs> and that is the completion. Now you guys have six questions. You have the one with chromium. That's number seven, the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad. Porous rocks by 1790. Oh, I like that one too. Uh, and then, of course, waivers and our social birds. That, oh, that's a good one. Okay, that's a really good one because that is the connector. Therefore, there could be two subjects and two verbs or two subjects and a verb. So I'll be looking forward to your answers in that one. The American dancer Maria Talchi first mm, prominent in Europe. Okay, so th these are some good sentences. I'll be waiting for you guys. Again, if you guys are watching this on IG stories, or if you're watching this on my IG, hurry up, go to my IG stories, answer them. I'll be waiting for you. All right. So in saying that, people, again, the TOEFL ITP course, if you're on my blog right now, or if you are checking this out, or if you're watching the video, wherever it may be, I have to go all the way back down. We have the TOEFL ITP course, podcast, YouTube, there's a page break, and then you have the answers on the next page, page two. All right. So TOEFL ITP course right now. For the rest of the month, $27. It's going up June 1st to 57, okay? Get in. Make sure you get it while you can. And I'll be waiting for you guys, man, because, again, this course, you're going to be able to get it all. And I know a lot of you out there are like, what about written expression? You'll be able, if you want to wait, you can wait till June 1st. You can buy the written expression for 27, which is going to debut July 1st. And I'm going to upsell it for you, and you'll be able to buy the structure for 27 not the original price at 57 So you'll get like 45 videos for $57. I mean, super win, all right? So in saying that, guys, podcast, YouTube, you name it, it's all on my blog. And for everyone who is listening to me, man, I just want to say thank you so much, man. It was a plum, please, and pleasure as well as a privilege. That's right. The great Les Brown had said that, and I'm taking it. I'll be seeing you guys in the next video if you're watching this on the course. If you guys haven't bought the course yet, I'll be waiting. If you want to discuss a little bit more about the course, I'll be waiting. If you have any more questions, what is my answer? You already know. I'll be back with some more over and out.